Socialites, welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social, yeah. Um, really stoked about this episode, bonded with this badass bitch a couple years back, and um, loved her ever since. Fell in love with her when she was on, what's that? Netflix, that's right. Welcome to the Social Studies Podcast. For the second time, actually, you were one of my first interviews ever ever when I started this crazy thing. Emma Wellman. Thank you, Joe. I'm so, it's so good to see you. And I'm so proud of you. Proud of me? Yeah, I'm proud of you. I was saying that when I was like plugging my computer in, I'm at my girlfriend's because the internet's not working in my apartment because I think I forgot to pay it. And I, <laughs> while I was like plugging in my computer, I was like, I'm so proud of him. And she was like, you should tell him that. And then I was like, ah, that's weird. And then she said, you, I should. And then I just did. So that yeah, was, I'm so proud of you. That was You're doing such a good job. That was not weird. I thank you. That meant a lot to me. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, I'm proud of you too, by ah. the way. Um, uh, listen, I appreciate that. I've been going through it. I'm proud of myself too. What are you going through, last, babe? Joe, since the last time we talked, I got audited. My front tooth popped out. I was walking around missing your, a front tooth I for saw, months. I saw that. I saw you talking about that. What happened? Did you just bite into some ice cream with too hard a chocolate or something? I wish. I wish it were something like that. I got fake teeth years ago. I got veneers where they put a oh, yeah. cap. Oh, they whittle your teeth down, put a cap on it. And they started popping out, which is okay. They just put it back in. But then I was doing a boxing personal training class with mm-hmm. my friend Sergio and we're friends. So like we'll talk during the session. Sergio and really went a little into- too hard and beat the shit out of you. I also wish that too. <laughs> we, I was getting too into a story he was telling and I punched myself in the face. Emma, stop it. You went, you Where lost a tooth boxing and it's because you hit yourself. Yes. This is a bit. Right. I swear I haven't I haven't even written about it yet because it's been a really sensitive subject because after I punched myself in the face, it didn't hurt that much. It just felt a little funny. And then I went to the dentist and I was like, my tooth feels loose because it broke the tooth under it. But it wasn't like it didn't hurt that much. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, what do you think happened? I'm like, I have no idea. And then a week later, I was like, you know, I did punch myself in the face. So at this point, they think I'm insane. I was like, I'm sure that happens all the time. They're like, no, this has never happened before (laughs) ever. Okay. It was awful. You know what's the worst fucking part about that too? I've had some some teeth shit go on. I actually Mm -hmm. have like, okay, I guess we're just like letting out all of our health shit to all these people. I have like a gum that went like too low and I need to get Ah. some shit done, right? Yep. Tell, is it weird to you that you can like negotiate the prices of this shit sometimes? Like they came back and they were like, this is how much it's going to cost. Is that okay? I was like, can I haggle you? Right. I don't know. Is it okay? I'd like to say it's not okay. I had them do that to me too. They had to cut my gums. Right. They cut them. Didn't hurt. Smooth sailing. That's an easy procedure. A procedure I don't recommend is getting bone grafting done. Cause when I did that, that was like a big issue. Ooh. My, my face swelled up and I didn't know you could negotiate. I learned that the second time around. Cause they were like, they said this, they, they phrase it the first time they phrase it, they go, this is what it costs. I was like, okay. Right. Second time they did that where they go, is this price okay? And I was like, no. Well, what's even, what's so weird about it too, is like, <laughs> you're not only negotiating the price, you're negotiating right. the procedure. Cause they're like, oh right. yeah, we can bring it down a few, but we're also going to have to give you a skin graft from a llama. Right, exactly. They're like you don't, you don't mind if the intern does it. Is that all good? I'm exactly. Like, I don't know. Is that is intern, some bullshit. Like, what, is, what does this mean? The first place, and I don't go to this place anymore. While I was getting surgery, they changed the price of me. So no. that was the yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Wow, like you're on the table. I'm on the table. My mouth is open. They're like doing something. Like there was like a stitch happening, and then the secretary came in. And she was like, the price was supposed to be one thousand eight hundred. We're changing it to three thousand five hundred. That's a and big so, jump. That's so I literally why it's, I go, I was like, that's crazy. And she was like, I know. And then I was, and I was like, do I have to pay this all at once? And then I was like, I might need to call my mom. Like what, what? And then I was like, okay, I'm what? And then they like, were, they wouldn't let me negotiate it. It was, so I stopped going to that dentist. Isn't that crazy? I hate that. 
I hate that too. I almost had a heart attack. And then I posted about it on Instagram and the dent, the, um, Shirley from the dentist office called me and was like, you know, that wasn't, we usually don't do that. We, that was wrong on our part. And I was like, yeah, but you did. And I could have had a heart attack. And also what if I couldn't have paid for it? Like, I was like, what if, like, that's a huge price increase. Like, what would I just work for you guys now? Like what would happen? Then? <laughs> How you hire Am people? I a dental like, hygienist you- now? Is that exactly. what's up? You know what I love though? Um, I, do this dad joke. Morgan, my partner, hates it. But when people Ooh. when people do shit like that, I always like half jokingly say, "Oh, so it's free now." And Emma, there's I've gotten yeses like a good handful of times. Really? Also, yeah. I love a joke that the partner doesn't like. It's usually so I always like get a kick out of him. He's gonna hate me like for this. Him. Tell you got to tell me. Is this the same with your girlfriend? the best jokes in my current hour he told me not to do while I was writing them. And it is always like that. The ones he doesn't like the most are my best. And there's really? a, there's only one other person in my life who even trumps that. If my dad hates the joke, it's like immediately in the special. Like I don't even have to try it on stage. Like it will slay. That's so interesting. I wonder why that is. Well, okay. So it's different with both of them. With Morgan, he doesn't like when I talk about, talk about things too in like a funny dark way. Like there's one, I talk about like, I have a joke right now. (laughs) It's not true, but I say I gave one of my students' parents a roundhouse kick to the titties. And he's like, he's like, you're going to talk about violence to the parents of those children. I'm like, uh, yes, 100%. Yes. And he's like, I just think this is crossing a line. I think this is not going to work. And I'm like, I think now you've solidified that it's that it's, it's going in. Forever. in. And it's, it's it kills Emma. It's probably him thinking of you not as, not as a comedian, but thinking of you also as a teacher. Because like if you said you were going to say that as a teacher, yes, that would be totally in, like crazy. Right. But now it's you doing it on stage in a different medium. So it makes it like more okay. Okay, can I tell you something too? Wait, fuck. Please. Emma, both of us at our ADHD, this always happens okay, okay. to us. And I took my pills today. I took my pills I today. didn't. I didn't. Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. Okay, okay, okay. And my producer's also telling me to calm the fuck down. Okay, <laughs> sorry. No, me, not you, because I'm screaming I into this. I myself. Um, okay. First of all, the only other person in my life who also does that too is my dad. But with him, if, it's, if it gets too gay sex heavy, he doesn't like it. So, Interesting. Which, which I'm like, yeah. And people are like, oh, it's underlying homophobic. No, it's not. Like, I don't think that your parents should want to hear about your sex. True. So it's interesting you say that. So my dad came to a show over the summer. Mm-hmm. Now, and what he texted me, it actually really hurt my feelings. Oh, and it because no. he was like, in my new first, I mean, I will say this. First of all, I was performing without my tooth because I got a temporary <laughs> tooth and then I lost it two times. So I literally had no tooth in my mouth. Did and you I use think that, that to that, your advantage though? I did. I was doing so many jokes about it. I didn't want to get the dental surgery because all my openers, my first like <laughs> 10 minutes have to do with missing a tooth. So I think my, my dad and my girlfriend were over that. Like, cause I was like, I'm not going to get my tooth fixed. Like, this is me now. Like I, this is, this is it. Like mm-hmm. it's a way to talk about how I look in a way that is, it's, this is it. And they were both like, you got to get your tooth fixed. Right. So he, I think was a little upset about that, but then I had, he, he came and I was just doing a 20 minute set. And I, he said something about it being too sexual. He was like, I don't think he was like that. He, he, he was a little passive aggressive about it. He was like, he was like, now also keep in mind, he's deaf. He's lost his hearing. Okay. So he goes, he goes, now, <laughs> so this text was very <laughs> loud. Right. He goes, he was like, I couldn't hear, but it seemed like you were talking about sex a lot. And he was like, do, I don't know if most people can relate to what you're talking about with sex. And it seemed he was like, it was too much sex stuff. And I was talking about porn and he, he was like, I just don't think other people will like it. And I was like, well, it's been going pretty good. And he was like, I just don't think other people will like it. And he kept saying that. And then I was like, I'm not going to ask him about, I don't want him to come to a show for a while now. Right. Right. I, I recognize that energy. I recognize that's that a good energy. point that you're saying. Cause like, I guess maybe it would be weird if he was really into me talking about looking at porn. So that's a good point that I hadn't thought of. Do you, um, do you also too, like as gay people sometimes, I don't, I don't think enough gay people give their parents enough credit where it's True. like, it's oh. still like, 
first of all, us growing up gay seems like we were, we might as well have just been like the bottom of the barrel compared to totally. these Gen Z gays who can oh, just. Oh, cool. Oh, they, they walk into school, they come out and now they're fucking spreading their wings and everyone loves them. So to that, I say, you're fucking welcome. Welcome. Because, and is it like that for real, or is it just, do we just, is are people just saying it's like that? Regionally relative. I'll say regionally yeah. relative. Like, but I yeah. think the country as a whole thinks that every high school in America is euphoria high. Not true. Mm. Right? No. Right. Like, let's be real. Um, little Caleb is not going to paint his fingers down in Bumblefuck, Arkansas. Right. But, let me tell you what, here in Seattle, he's doing that and wearing lip gloss, like the end. And 100%. It's, it's good. It's now more- it's like in schools in, I was talking to a friend of mine who, and she was saying that like now, like everybody, she's like, there's almost like pressure on the kids to be bisexual. Emma, it like, blows my fucking mind. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, if you're not, then you're like closed minded. So now you've got like straight guys saying they're bisexual and try to get girlfriends and i'm like the human condition is so interesting were we were we born at the right time or the wrong time i here's one thing that's good i'm so grateful that there wasn't facebook and tiktok when i was in high school i think it would have ruined my life oh oh i would not have a career currently it would be over because i was always driving around listening to rap music like smoke like it's just there just would have been problems it just like (laughs) I don't try. It was I was always describing around being like skate, 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 skate. And Which, I know I would have posted it. Did pa- quick pause. I just Wait. learned. Did you know that skeet actually means pre-cum? No, I I didn't. I thought it just meant to come. So did I. Who told you that? I watched it on um did you watch uh, the last one laughing on Last, oh. last one laughing Canada? It's on Amazon Prime. It's actually really fucking funny. Um they have like a whole thing about it, and I was like Oh, wow. Do you know what the show is? Never heard of it. First of all, if you and I got on this show together when they do the American version, I think we would eliminate each other. They take 14 comics. You put them in a room. They're all playing for a different charity. And the only rule is you cannot laugh. So they're constantly doing bits to make each other. And like Tom Green was on that one, which was like, I was like, I would have been done. It's horrible. It's horrible. But I kind of want to be in it. Just saying. I would probably do it too. Also, I would want to get illuminated because I wouldn't want to be in. I wouldn't want to be in that room for too long. Well, here's the other thing too. Um, some people made it very far because they didn't laugh, but they also didn't make people laugh. So at that point, you're like, "Is this a bad thing for my career or a good thing?" Totally. I don't know. Also, if you don't laugh that long, like you probably seem like kind of like a serial killer too. If they're just like, "Yeah, Gary didn't laugh one fucking time," it's like Gary's meat, like. Theory. You should see Colin Mockery on the show. I'll Google him. It's like, oh man, looks like he's going to kill someone for sure. Um, quick Is commercial break. In the room? What's oh, that? Yes. Quick commercial break. Then we're going to come back with Emma Willman. In the meantime, follow her on Instagram, Emma Willman, with an at in front of it. Ha ha. Um, what were we saying? Is he a Canadian comedian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know him. You know him from um, whose line is it anyway? Colin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yep. Wow, there's so many people, yeah, that you see on TV and then pop back up and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. There's also Crazy. a quadrillion comedians right now. Now it's too much. Quadrillion. Shit, balls. I was going to say, I was going to tell you something. Oh, you were talking about like my teacher stuff and how I do the, and like talking about the kids and things. So I'll give you more of the details later, but I am filming a special coming up in December. That's great. Awesome. I will never be invited into a classroom again after that's dropped. So Really? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I like what I'm doing right now because I'm telling the truth. Right. And teachers right. just navigate the world with a big old target on your back with everyone waiting yes. for you to fuck up. So this right. shit needs to be said. You should say what you just said right now, like in the beginning of the, I don't know if you could do an outtake, but you should say that in there. So I'm filming it at the first school that I ever got a job at, which is like 120 oh. years old. So like I have a vision of like walking through my old classroom and like telling stories about the shit that happened. Yes. And I think that would be a cool thing to say, like as I'm walking up the stairs. Absolutely. I'm going to write that because down. It, 
Are you going to put it out on YouTube yourself or do you, were you going to, were you going to try to sell it? I'm going to give you more details when we're done recording. Okay, Actually, cool. I'm going to save that because I, I kind of want to cool. pick your brain about it. Um, but it, it's, it's a whole thing. But the funny thing is too, is that uh, comedy is, you know, it's cathartic. It's our therapy. And I, I just use comedy as the vessel for change in education because teachers can't, you can't say the truth or you're right. toast. And that's that. Right. See, that's so good that you've got like an impetus for like what you're doing too, because I feel like that like pushes you through when you get like tired, uh, like because performing can be so tiring. So like having a greater purpose, I think pushes you through because I've been feeling that recently when I'm like writing about stuff, I'm like, I want to like tap into what I think is like a bigger thing that I want to be talking about because I I think it is because there's so many comedians now. I'm almost like sick of me just doing like more general stuff. So I've been like, being more inspired, trying to just be more inspired recently. I felt really, so I recently, I was just telling you, I did Denver and, um, believe it or not at my past, let's see the past five shows that I had lined. I'm telling you like 20% lesbians in the audience. Really? No shit. Emma, not even kidding. God bless them. I've actually been having more lesbians coming out. When I was in Michigan, there were more lesbians and gay people that came out than traditionally. And it was and really you were nice. on the West side. It was nice. I was surprised. It was when I was at the listening room, it was like a good amount of where's the listening room. It's I pray I'm getting that name right. It might've been the slip. It was something room, something room in Grand Rapids, beautiful venue. Yeah. Beautiful. But there was a lot of lesbians and gay guys at it. And I was, it was really nice. It really, I, lesbians used to make me nervous, but now it's just fun and it, it means a lot to me. Lesbians used to make me nervous too. Also, I'm very surprised to hear this from you because I would yeah. I would think that you would draw such a lesbianic crowd. No, it's usually straight. It's usually straight women. I would say 28 through 36 that are kind of like fed up. But when you say straight, we like they're Gen Z. So it, they're bi. That it's usually like, and it's usually a very it's, it's, curious crowd. Know, that's why I get kind of nervous when the lesbians do come because I'm like, oh no, like I think they're probably just coming because they've seen like my picture. I don't know if then I'm gonna th- then they're gonna like relate to the material. But recently, it's it, I've been thinking about it less and being like, just go with it, like, and then it's nice. I I did I was I was un I didn't know what to do when I. For sort of the first five shows ago, I had three tables of, this isn't, I'm not stereotyping. This is 100% true. Lesbian construction workers. What? And swear to you. Oh my God. Did they tell you that? Are you just Oh yeah, I was like crowd working with them. It was like very obvious that a good hand, I I didn't think they were all lesbians because let me tell you what, the butches were butch and the femmes were femme. Love to see it. I always get a. I always think that's fun. I loved it, and I love that. Well, I, at first I thought that the femme girls were just like, you know, those over ally girls who are like, yes, mama hunty, Google the house, poopoo right. and right. that's what they were doing. So at first I was like, right. oh, cute. You think you're like right. in here, right? And then they scissor me timbered, and I was like, thank God. So and you know what? what? God bless them. Because they have to come out all the time. Because usually, my like, I'm always with people that are like super feminine. Like they're always coming out. Because like, like even in a gay setting, people are like, "Oh, they're supportive," and they're like, "Yeah, I'm so supportive. I'm actually gay." And you're like, "Wow, you're really committing to the cause." Like (laughs) no one's like believing it from them. Like, wow, she's really she's going through with it so much. She got married to another woman. Like this is crazy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. If we roll back the tapes, that was my expression when I put it all together. Um, But I actually, oh shit. Well. I said it there, so I'll say it now. Um, dealing with them, I was either like, I have two choices. I can tiptoe or go all in. And right. then I called them, uh, I called their table the Rockford Peaches, like the League of Our Own. And they Loved were it. obsessed. I was like, yeah, let's, let's fucking go. So yes. I got this great lesbian draw that I'm rocking right now. I love that. Yeah, also, dude. Just addressing it feels good because then it feels like you're, they're not getting gaslit. I just st- started using that word gaslit. And like, it's like pretending that they're not there. Like it'll make them feel better for like someone to pretend that they're there. Also you're nice. So it's not like where it's coming from is probably they don't get a lot of 
just speaking for myself, you don't get a, there's not a lot of people you'd feel comfortable having them make fun of you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because yeah. okay, like um, my biggest fear in the audience is walk up, scare the hell out of me. Mm. Especially when I'm headlining. Like if it's a showcase, I'm cool with it because you don't typically nobody knows anybody or, you know, one comic and you know, you're getting five others. I'm cool with the showcase. But when I'm headlining and there's a bunch of walk-ups, like I've gotten walk-ups of just like obnoxious straight guys who didn't realize that this was going to be a full blown rainbow situation. Right. Uh, To that, I get a little worrisome, but now that I have the lesbians there, I just drill into those straight guys to win them over even harder because I know if anything goes wrong, this bitch is about to take a baseball bat to his ass. So like, we're good. And also those people that are walk-ups are like people that are going to like lucky them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're going to have a good time. They're going to have a good time. And if they don't, that's their fucking problem. It took me a while to switch to that mindset, which I'm trying in comedy right now. Like I, I'm like, we're all our biggest critic, but I get into this like negative mindset and it's like, no bitch, you wouldn't be fucking headlining around the country if you didn't have it. So just like keep doing what you're doing. I agree. I agree with that. It's just, it's really, it's just, it's hard. Like there's no other way around. It's, it's great, but it's just hard. Where were you um, on your career path when you landed uh, your Netflix? I was having a really good trajectory and I wasn't appreciating it at all. Oh, really? I was not. Yeah, I was not appreciating anything at all because it was like it was like I did Colbert. It was like I got just for laughs, which is like a comedy festival. And I did Colbert. Wait, New Faces or were you in something else? New Faces. I did New Faces and then I did Colbert and then I got cast and crazy ex-girlfriend and then I got Netflix and it all happened within like I'd say under two years of each other Christ. and I didn't appreciate any of it any of it I was like I was like great this is this is what happens this is it now like let's just keep it moving like I, I just didn't appreciate it like I even and I wasn't thinking too I was an idiot like the second I got in crazy ex-girlfriend I was like oh my god I've I this is who I am now I get cast and every, this is how it is not a good mentality to have when it comes to stuff that's like not things that you're actually making yourself because you it's it's important to be aware of what you actually have control over you know what I mean so I was in that and I didn't appreciate it at all so I would say I was in a really good point career-wise but not emotionally because I didn't appreciate it so like now I'm like I've like learned to be like and I don't know if this was COVID or and not getting to perform over it but now I'm like much more grateful for stuff I appreciate things more try to be more in the moment because like even after I did Netflix, I was like, all right, I did that. Now I got to go do this. Now I got to go do that. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I remember my manager at the time was like, you know, if you don't appreciate this, like you're never going to appreciate anything. And in my head, I was like, bitch. But oh, yeah. He was right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now I try to. So I guess I would say I was in a upward trajectory, but like not a good one emotionally. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. Well, it's also too. It's like. um, I, So post cope. This is nobody take this the wrong way. okay? but COVID was a really uh, awesome silver lining for me because I know it's tough to say that it really is. It's hard. Yeah, it's like with all respect, with all my condolences, like, you know, (laughs) everything. Let me check all the everything I can say to express the the heinousness of the situation. But uh, Uh, and then and I know so many people like lost loved one like it's terrible there's no denying it's terrible no denying but for me it like (laughs) it reformed my career i like first of all i lost all of my dates overnight and then when i finally rebooked my schedule i got covid and lost 18 more dates on my first show out emma and it literally just like hit you in this place of everything you've worked so hard for can be over like that, especially in this country, in in this country, in this career path, because nobody's advocating for you, but you. And and when shit goes wrong, it's on you. What are you going to do? What's up? What are you going to do? COVID, how, how pissed were you? Were you like trying to, were you trying to be like, like, because 18 dates from getting it, like, were you, did you feel sick? Oh, I was out. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. out. I was which, out. Which in a way is almost better because you're like, I couldn't do it. 
Like you're, um, you're done. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't have done it. Yeah. I, there, there was no like, even like forcing myself to do yeah. it. Um, but like losing those dates, like <laughs> that was hard. Totally. But the only thing that was harder than that is the thing that, the things that people say to you in that situation. What did they say? Oh, people, well, first of all, both sides of the gamut of crazy. Right. Some people couldn't believe that I would cancel my dates. I was like, I'm sorry, what the actual fuck did you right. want me to do? Right. And, then, and that's when it's like, how are we supposed to get anything done ever as a human, like the country and as people, when it's like some people are like, you canceled your dates because you were contagious. And you're like, okay, I didn't even know that would be part of the conversation. Like, that's like, there's no, like, they're like, what? That's not even, that, that even on the table is like, okay, so how, truly how, like, whether you're for it or against it or think this or that, it's like, if you actually are sick, then you just can't do it. The other side of the gamut was now people were like, I can't believe you would go out on the road anyway. Unfollow, right. which first of all, whenever people say this unfollow at the what I'm like, just don't let the just door do hit it. you. Like just fucking go. Okay. Totally. But the whole thing too is like, I risked me to do this mm. for you. The world needs mm. laughter now. And I did this in the safest way possible and still went out and did it. So like, I could survive because did you forget that this is my job too? Totally. And, yeah, it's like you want to have a button, like a give me a, and I'm sure teachers are like lots of professions deserve to have that, but like a give me a break button where you're like, can I get 10 of these a year where it's like, give me a break? Give oh, me a break. Can we please? Can we please? Can we please? The answer is we'll never, but. <laughs> right. But and I know sure I would use try. it up it, like in the first morning that I got it. I'd be like, give me a break, give me a break, give me a break. But like, yeah, that's the type of thing where it's like, and also you're sick. Quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Emma Willman. Go follow her. How is Morgan with you traveling? Because it's a big thing going from being together all the time during COVID and then traveling. Because like, since my girlfriend works, she's still working remote. She can come with me sometimes, but it is, it's different. Honestly, super crazy. We are so not codependent that we've- it's great. We love when we're apart because we know yes. we're able to double down on our careers. He can work totally. harder and so can I. I get that 100%. And that's so important to like have complimentary styles to that. Yep. Because it, like I love when my girlfriend travels with me and also I love being solo. So it's like Same. either way. And then even if she does, she's still working. Like it's, it's, it is nice, but I can also see how that wouldn't be for everybody. Exactly. You know what I mean? The other thing too, is we just got a dog. So I know. Uh, he's so cute. So he so cute. keeps Morgan more company when I'm not right. home, which is, you know, it's fun. That's great. That's where, great. Where That's were so you? Important. Where were you just now that you got sick? Okay. So this it's is not COVID so, everybody. It's not COVID. not COVID. It wasn't COVID. I have so many at home. I actually test my, I, I'm, got the test and I'm got the booster, but I test myself compulsively because I have all these take home tests. So like, they're just like sitting around my apartment. So I mean, one, I knew, I knew what it was and I'll tell you what it was, but I like was just, I did test myself. I'm probably not even testing myself. Right. Like I just, I don't trust myself. <laughs> you just put it test. in your eye. And <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> but it might use it as a Q-tip. Yeah. What happened was, so I was in Michigan Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We had one show in in Holland, Michigan, eight o'clock on Sunday. The show's done at about ten. I'm driving back to the hotel, stop at a gas station, get a snack. And here's where I went wrong. Uh, uh, uh. Here's where I went wrong. I got a sandwich, but it was in. It was a so one me getting it at night was stupid because then it's been sitting out all day. Oh, it, was, it was wrapped up. It was wrapped up. It was in a. It was like in a box. It was wrapped. It was sealed in the refrigerator. Damn. Yeah. So, so I what, do that. What form of meat was it? It was ham and cheese. <laughs> I know, but it was wrapped. It was sealed. I know this life though. Emma, like we, there's no, if first of all, the clubs don't have good food also. So it's like we get out at 10, 11, 12. Right. What are we going to eat? And I put thought into it too, because I was like, okay, it's, I, I it was faulty thought. I was like, it's not processed because it's so it's, I'm not eating like another like beef jerky or a meal bar or something like that. It's like an actual sandwich, but it was sealed. Doesn't that prevent it from going bad? No. Apparently not. <laughs> no. 
So then my flight was at 6 a.m. That's fine. I get into New York at 8 a.m. I was like in a sleep for a couple hours because I didn't get any sleep the night before. But then I wake up at like, I'd say it was about 11 a.m. And I felt awful. And I thought it was just because I didn't get sleep. And then I started feeling really sick. And I kept putting off, I was supposed to host something that night and I kept putting off canceling it because I was like, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel better. About 6 p.m. I was like sitting outside like sick, like, like just like woozy, not <laughs> feeling well. And then I ended up feeling really bad. I got, then I ended up getting sick for like from, I'd say 6 p.m. that night until like 11 a.m. this morning. And then now I feel better than I have in months. You literally <laughs> text me right before we got on here. You're like, I'll see you in five minutes. I just got over a stomach bug. I've never felt better in my life. I got a new lease on life. And I was like, it was like, I was feeling totally awful. And then I felt fine. How did you like Michigan, by the way? I liked Michigan. I had a really good shows on Friday and Saturday. Sunday was a, was a smaller turnout, but it was really fun. And this was the other thing too. I felt grateful for it because I'm trying to have an abundance mentality of gratefulness. I, but I felt really grateful for it. Cause like I told a bunch of different stories I hadn't told before. And like, and that was fun. But then eating the gas station sandwich, I, I kind of tainted the entire experience. But other than that, it was nice. It was, I, I, it was nice. I wish I knew that you were going to Michigan sooner. I would have, like, given you the experience. Told you what to do. Had, Tell me where to go. We were in Grand Rapids. Yes. Which is very nice. Very, but then I've been to Michigan before, but I forget. When I was there before, it was in um, the fall, and it was really pretty. What area? I don't know. Have you done Detroit? No, it wasn't Detroit. We would it was like fuck out. it up in Detroit. I would love to go to Detroit sometime. I should try to go to. I should try to go to Detroit. Sometime. Uh, also, are you coming to Seattle anytime soon? No, and I've never been to Seattle. Isn't mm. that crazy? Isn't that crazy? We're, I know. We're getting you booked. Like I'm literally. Never, I'm gonna make a call after this and be like, book Emma Wilman. I'd love to do it. Yeah, so, I've never been to Seattle, and I've been like a like. Quite a few places. I was just in Omaha. Loved it. Dude, me too. I love Omaha. Yeah, it's so fun. Me too. Blew my mind. Oh, Blew my mind. Omaha um, is where I was stranded for 10 days when I got COVID. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So you were just had to stay at a hotel by yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I got COVID. Uh, I got COVID in Tampa, which was the first city of my run. And then I flew to Omaha to do my show, started feeling shitty, tested myself, had it. And then I wasn't going to get back on a plane and go home. So I just right. stayed in Omaha for, I think, 15 days, just did not leave a hotel room. It was crazy. And uh, and that was that. But then eventually my dates, that was one of the only cities that I got my dates rebooked, actually. Um, and when I went back, went back with a vengeance and they were like, ah, it happened. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. You were in a hotel room for 15 days straight? He sure fucking was. I wonder how I would handle that mentally. I mean, you got to you got to do what you got to do because I've quarantined. But each time I quarantined was like four or five days. Yeah. Yeah. This no? was back then. This was back back when the cocoa was for real, for real. I, right. so I did upgrade my room. Oh yeah. You got to do what you got to do to make yep. it work. Upgraded my room to a room that had like a kitchenette and separate living room, separate bathrooms. You know, it wasn't a one bedroom studio situation anymore. And then there was a good old Walmart next door that was God doing bless. deliveries. Uh, so I did a order of deliveries of a bunch of food, and that sucked, actually, because I had nothing. So I had to get all the spices, all the accoutrement, right. all of it. So then right. and had to do my own cooking, um, which is fine, but made it happen. And uh, I binged all of White Lotus that week. OK, so I started watching that and I couldn't get into it, but I love Jennifer Coolidge. How many episodes did you give it? Two. No, keep that's going. a lie. Keep going. No, keep going. I watched like I watched like half of one. Keep, no, oh my God. Keep. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Keep going. It gets. Okay. It gets will, oddly gay. Really? Yeah. Well, Jennifer is Jennifer Coolidge a gay icon? I feel like she should be. Are we going to give her, her that Emma woman? I mean, she's an icon to me. I mean, I mean, <laughs> girl, <laughs> like same. But are we going to give her that? I don't know. I don't know if I, if, I don't know if people have that power. Maybe not, maybe not icon, but 
uh, someone to be seen. She I, I she's someone to be seen. Highly recognizable gay yes. figure. Icon, yes. we're talking Cher, Judy Garland, oh. Liza Minnelli. I don't know if we're talking Jennifer Coolidge right. yet. Yes, yes, yes. Have you been following that Cher's been having a tough time recently? Um, yeah, I'm also having a tough time with Cher because that was the first concert ticket that I lost when the Coco happened and she did oh. not rebook. She hasn't rebooked any of her dates? Well, not, I don't know about that, but definitely not right. Seattle. And not I'm over here month. like, Cher, I understand, but you're getting older and so am I, which means right. I got to see a bitch. Right. I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a share gay. I love, I think she's amazing. I think she's so funny, but she on Twitter was like posting that she's been having like personal problems. And I'm so, I feel so, I don't know if it's social media, but I feel so entitled to like, I'm like, what, what are the personal problems? Like, let me, like, I'm, I'm dying over here. Give me a hint. We should have asked. Uh, you want to know something crazy? Please. Sherry tweeted me one time. Really? Yeah, that was crazy. So what was the tweet? So this was a, this was weird. She just, um, she tweeted out Joe, that's it. And I responded, yes. And that got me tweeted. <laughs> what? <laughs> but of all the things, that's what she retweeted? Not of all the things, of all the people. Because it of was all, like right. me responded, Joe, Jonas responded, like all these Joes. And then... Your boy got the retweet. What? You want to know what I else? It did nothing for my Twitter. Really? Nothing. I know. I don't tweet that. I'm not. I still haven't gotten super into Twitter, but I love TikTok. You do? I, I love TikTok. As so a consumer or a creator? Both. Stop it. Let me tell you. Here's the thing. This is the problem. The, the problem with it is, is it doesn't stop and it's emotionally exhausting and it's crazy. Yeah. And I have to like cut myself off from like not TikToking too much. Hear you. But, but I do as, and then as a consumer, I have to have boundaries too. Cause otherwise I'll be on it. Like it was like giving me relationship problems because my, I was doing it compulsively. Like my girlfriend would be like, okay, at like 4am I'm hearing like TikTok trending sounds and it's driving me nuts. And it was like, <laughs> fair. Like it'd be like 4am and I'd be like, how many, how many, like, I get that. I get why that's. I'm a monster. <laughs> we need to get. We need to get. We need to do a podcast episode, but it's just like your girlfriend and Morgan, and they just talk about us because yeah, right now it. they'd be screaming because I there's a new rule in our bedroom which is headphones only because of that. Yes. Yeah. Same. 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 <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. And yeah. it's like. It's such a practical, obvious thing that I can't believe that I didn't think to do that. So she was, cause she was like, if you're going to be doing TikTok after 11 PM, you know, and before 5 AM, please wear your headphones. And I, it took me a second to be like, what? But like, obviously like that's insane. That is absolutely, cause TikTok's the last thing that someone wants to overhear to cause we're watching it. So we even have a little context to them. It's just like all of these different, like my algorithm is like, you get enough protein. Do you want to watch this pimple get popped? And then someone's saying like, I was, you know, had a traumatizing childhood and then someone's twerking. So if you're just hearing that, like fly by, you're going to go nuts. Okay. Okay. If you, Emma, if you, if you and I connect on what I'm about to say, I will fly to New York tonight. Listen to me. Okay. okay. Tell me, tell me. Have you just scrolled, not TikTok, but like TikTok live? No, but I would love to. How do you do that? Okay, okay. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But somehow, like, you know, people go live on TikTok. Yeah. And I always, I get scared. I scroll past it because I get scared. <laughs> oh, me too, I'm, me too. I'm scared that I'm going to log in and it'll just be me and that. And then I'm Because <laughs> that's happened on Instagram before. And I'm scared too that it's going to like make my algorithm only be like makeup tutorials <laughs> but, okay but but i think if you're on a live like someone goes live and then you like access it you can scroll like you would your regular tiktok feed but you're scrolling only through lives now this is not an exaggeration the live that i was on last week i went from asmr but it yeah. was like someone doing ASMR, but they had coated their microphone in shaving cream. Love I it. scrolled. It was a yeah. person with a like 
magnified lens on their phone doing their nails. I scrolled. It was a person had a tiny pick that like a dental hygienist would have. And they were picking the shell off of an unboiled egg. So it was, and I watched this one, Emma, I'm not shitting you for probably like two hours straight. She eventually had picked the entire shell off the egg and it was just like the egg membrane holding the egg together. It was fascinating. The next one was some sort of like lottery that the person was doing. The next one was a person dancing in a Grinch costume. The next one was a person just ranting about their life. I'm like, what chaos am I in? And I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out. And, and that's the thing too, because it's like, if you were watching a TV show that long, you could go tell your, you can go tell Morgan about it. Like, oh, this happened in the plot. Like <laughs> trying to recap what you just saw on TikTok. It's like, what? Oh. What do you mean? That's what you just watched. Oh. Like I get it because I watch TikTok all the time. But if someone doesn't watch TikTok all the time, they're like, what are you trying to say? Like, are you hallucinating? Like what? I saw this girl talking today about how she hated tiktok she's like i hate tiktok and i was like i was like oh i love it and she was like yeah well she's like i have a problem she's like i had a couple videos go viral of my cat Mm -hmm. and now whenever i post something else people are like where's your cat yeah and so she's like so i'm stuck in having to post about my my cat when i like don't want to yes and she was like but my cat's like pretty popular now yeah so she's like stuck in cat talk when she doesn't want to be oh exactly it's a sick it's sick like like it took a, it took a very long time for my stand up clips on TikTok to do well because it was like oh no you're teacher TikTok and I was mm. like no I do I am multifaceted you're a bitch <laughs> okay but I watched this dr- drama take place okay there's this woman who goes live on TikTok and she tumbles like like thermoses interesting she has them on a tumbler and you got like while it's turning you like layer the paint and then it like evens out and it looks really like gradient and cool um but what she'll do is she'll like read the comments and she'll be like oh kisses for you 22 this one's for you and then i'll mail it to you and then she'll ask the person like what color glitter do you want me to use what color do you want me to use so then she this her name is like mrs she calls herself Mrs. Something. Well, she was talking to this woman and I happened to be I'm watching. Because that sounds we, relaxing. It is very relaxing. We, we will find it. She's talking to this girl and she's having a lovely conversation. She goes, and what kind of glitter do you want, honey? And Pete, she was like, mm, I don't see your answer. I don't see your answer. And then everyone in the comments was like black. She said black glitter. She wants black glitter. She's like, okay, let me give you black glitter. And she's like looking in the comments. And then all of a sudden somebody wrote, they're trolling you. They're trolling you. She didn't say black. And then like, as this happens, I watch the woman like pour the black glitter like on it. (laughs) And then the girl resurfaced and she's like, I said (laughs) gold. Dramatic. It was so dramatic. It the was gorgeous. That are probably at their house being like, no. One time on a live, yeah, it was me and like seven people watching it. It's my friend Robin Charles. This is she's had a couple of videos go viral. So now when she's live, tons of people watch it. But this, oh. is, this was before she had the viral videos. So it was like, I think it was about it was under ten. But she was painting something in the bathtub, uh-huh. and then she took she took a hair blower or something electric with her in the tub oh no started being like robin stop 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 like you're gonna electrocute yourself and she's just like in there doing it and it's like he and her brother and then her mom called and she's like my phone's ringing and then like her mom was like robin stop and then she like looked at the comments was like oh my god what am i doing but that was like that was probably the craziest thing i saw in live because i was like "Ah!" (laughs) just painting in her tub and she's like now we're gonna air dry and we're gonna dry it off and i was like oh this is not that this is not what I want to say. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. That made me very yeah. like, ah, it was so it was really, really, really scary. It, uh, it was scary. This. Yeah. Emma, <laughs> we've, we've come to the, we've come to the uh, emails portion of the podcast where um, yeah. I had the fans write me some wild ass emails. And um, <laughs> then here's you and I together dissecting it. Um, I have a few. Do you want to start with, terrible gifts that people have received or do you want to start with wild card which could be literally anything let's do terrible gifts because gifts are tricky 
Gifts are tricky. If I'm not giving someone a care package, my gifts usually are too practical and suck. If I'm giving like a care package, I kill it. Yeah. Anything other than that, like I suck at wedding gifts. Yes. I'm not good. I'm there with you too. I'm I'm literally right there with you too, which literally there's about 10 different people who know what the gift is going to be because I can't decide on my own. Here, here we go. This one is the subject line is the all caps worst gift. Hey, Joe, love the podcast. Thanks for reading these. It makes me feel more seen. My mom is a principal at a grade school and one of her staff got her this awful gift last Christmas. Picture a cheap wooden jewelry box the size of a square Kleenex box painted all black with one small drawer as the compartment. Now picture an antique looking red and white circus clown figure structured on top of this box and now imagine a small silver desk plaque engraved with the words nice gift glued to the front of the box that's what she got the best part is when the staff member handed my mom her nice gift she said that she knew that she had to get it because it reminded her so much of my mom it reminded her so much of my mom was it it seems like I thought this was going to be from a kid. It seems kind of like like scary and ominous almost. Yeah, it does for sure. And also, um, I think that that mom doesn't realize that she was being trolled. Right. Like this secretary, this person who gave her the gift was obviously like, you're a bitch. This reminds me, this right. terrible gift right. reminds me of you. Right, right, right. Obviously, right? right? I'm going to assume or maybe the person had like a condition we didn't know about or something. You know what I mean? Like something else is going on, like where they like made it and like that was the best of their ability. If we don't know what their ability you was. give these people so much credit. Okay. Here's another one. This one just says worst gift. That my, makes me feel better about my gift because I always. Oh, that these are going to make you feel great. Okay, that makes me feel good because I always just give like something really practical or like an air fryer. But who doesn't want an air fryer? Honestly, if you gave me an air fryer, I great would gift. invite you over for dinner. Great gift. Great. I think gift. it's a good gift. Great gift. You and I also see things different than the rest of the world. So right. Um. Hey, Joe, love the podcast. My mother-in-law has a knack for giving bad gifts. So by the way, keep my name anonymous because I don't want. Her to... Probably should have led with that. But the worst was this. A hem... No. <laughs> a hemorrhoid pillow that she gave my husband one year for Christmas. That's hilarious. She actually expected him to take it to work and use it in his open cubicle office. It was the same year that she gave me a seashell purse. A literal purse made of seashells. That is... So does the husband have problems with hemorrhoids? I mean, one can only assume. That is so funny. And also very thoughtful and very practical. She just wanted her husband, her son to have a nice little asshole. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, I think, I mean, and also probably most people can't tell that it's a hemorrhoid pillow unless they have hemorrhoids, in which case it's like, Real recognize real. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna be like, ah. Also, hemorrhoid, the the treatment for hemorrhoids is the weirdest thing. You know it's a suppository, it's a right? It, I thought it was a cream. Or or I guess it could be a cream too. But I remember one time I saw hemorrhoid suppositories and they were little bullets. And they were yeah. made so you could just put it in your ass. Pop it up in there. That makes sense. That makes sense. I had hemorrhoids when I was a kid in like second grade and I remember having to like put the cream on and it was not fun. I think I, I think I was trying to like make my parents put the cream on. It was like, being, a parent, being a parent is not fun. There is so much shit that I'm not even ready for as a parent, but that could be one of them. I got another I one I'm, for you. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Oh, this is the three-parter. You ready for it? Please. Oh, hey, Joe. Number one, when I was a kid, my cousins would always get elaborate gifts from my grandparents. The same grandparents would get my brother and I very modest gift. The funniest of which was a, what is this word? Demon store bag? Oh, a dime store bag. It, I didn't know dime store is all one word. Did you? Oh. Who knew? A dime store bag of white tube socks, 12 pairs for $4 to share. Just what every 11-year-old girl dreams of getting. That's a practical one. I'm not mad at it. Same. 
Number two, when I was 18 or so, my mom was dating a man whose family tradition was gag gifts in addition to actual Christmas presents. Love that. Um, My brother and I didn't know about the gag gift tradition, and we were intrigued by the heavy presents under the tree from him, which turned out to be a box of Bisquick. No other gift, just a box of Bisquick (laughs) addressed to both of us. Love that. I love, too, that she had no idea what was going on. I was like, thanks. Right. Number three. When I was a newlywed, my mother-in-law was so excited to give me the perfect gift. Knowing her, I was a bit nervous, but I thought, how bad could it be? How bad? It was a toilet brush with a white ceramic Persian cat holder to proudly display in my guest bathroom. Similar to the one pictured here, although it was much more detailed and felt like it had blue eyes. The image will be this image will be burned into my brain until the end of time. The marriage also did not last very long. Um, And I don't know if you could see this, but there is the cat so i that's the type of thing that i would probably give someone if i was trying to be artistic if someone was like oh they love art i'd be like crap they probably already have an air fryer and like i could see myself giving something like that like if someone liked cats i could see myself doing something like that i also would like something like that yeah because you're not going to necessarily go out and get yourself a really nice toilet bowl cleaner and it's very important it's the type of thing when you need it you need it and i i love nothing more than a conversation piece it is a conversation piece. Do you think if you were a guest in someone's home, you would feel brave enough to ask them about the toilet bowl cleaner? One million percent. I 100% would. No like, hold bar. Would you? No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, Shut I'd up. see it and I'd be like, I don't think so. I, I would just assume. Nope, I wouldn't. Definitely not. One of my I favorite wouldn't. things to do at people's houses is to find like the unique shit that's all around. Like, you know, you know how like you've, of course, been to a house where it's like chicken cookie jars. You know what I'm talking about? Like, totally. like, oh, where'd you get these? Where'd you get that? Please talk to me about that, all the flea markets you've been to. Yes, that I would do if it was in a if it was a bathroom thing. I don't know if I would do it. Maybe I would. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'd be like, oh, would. that was quite a. I'd probably a lift it up to see if there's money underneath it. If we're being honest, I wouldn't want them to know that I needed to use the toilet brush though. Mm, that's why you're a better person than me because I wouldn't have thought about I'd, that, and they would be yeah, like, I'd be like, then they don't know I was. I was pooping in the bathroom. Um, Emma Woman, thanks for coming on the podcast. First of all, I told people where to find you at Emma Willman, two L's, two N's. What do you got coming up? What, what's the what's the dealio? I got a I've got a bunch of um, road dates that are all on my calendar at I am Emma Willman dot com. Um, I'm going to be in. I'm, I'm really all over the place. I'm in uh, Florida, Austin, Beverly. Ma- I'm in. Austin, um, April 20th through the 23rd, Beverly Mass, 29th and 30th. I've got three weddings in May. So I'm not doing, so then, so I'm doing some weddings. I'll be in um, Key West, May. Jealous. 19th, 1st. I know, I'm excited. I'm excited. And then I'll be at uh, Helium in Portland, Oregon, May 26th. All my dates are up on my website, though. Um, Shut the hell up. Are you? I am. May 26th? Yes, because my friend Sean's wedding is that weekend. And so I booked the show right before the wedding. Emma, I'm fucking in town. I think I might come to your show. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, great. Do, please do, do as guest spot whatever you can handle. Uh, whatever you want. I was not saying that, but I'm coming to even just hang out with you. Great. See ya. Cool. Um, oh, that works out great. If I told you guys already, go follow her. You're going to love Emma. Also, I'm trying to get Emma on some shows with me because I'm obsessed with her. And if I'm obsessed with her, you're going to be too. Emma, uh, thanks for coming by the Social Studies Podcast. Love having you on, my friend. Anytime.